At Vested Risk Strategies, we believe that small and mid-sized businesses deserve access to the newest and most cutting-edge business concepts typically reserved for megacorporations, delivered in a straightforward fashion by people you can trust. So that's our goal, to bring you ideas and strategies that will help you vest the value of your business and eliminate risks along the way. For more information, go to vestedrisk.com or dial 800-619-1501. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hello, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, my first guest today is uh, from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and he is the owner of a firm called Prometheus Partners, Inc. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. I'll find out in a second. His name is Vincent Mastrovito, and wh- what we're going to be talking about today is you know how you're, as you're heading towards what you think is going to be your exit, your sale or transfer of your company, and maybe you've gone to a business broker or someone who values businesses just to find out what it might be worth, and you think, boy, that's, that's really not what I thought it was worth. I thought it was worth a lot more than that, and I'm going to need to go into a growth phase. I'm going to need to accelerate my value and really get ready uh, and do some, some uh, fancy uh, value-building value work in the last couple years so that I can get what I think it's worth. That's what we're going to be talking about with Vince. Vince, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for joining us. Hey, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, let me ask you something. Did I get the name of your firm right? Can you pronounce it for us? Yes, it is. It's uh, Prometheus Partners. You got it spot on. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Great. That's that's one for me. Okay, Vince. Uh, uh, before we get into the meat of the matter here, how to accelerate your value and and really get prepared for your exit, tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you uh, came to start Prometheus Partners. Yeah. Um, so for the, about the last twenty years plus, I owned a wealth management firm that I have just uh, recently sold off myself. Uh, so I spent the first part of the, my career in the wealth management world, and I was advising business owners in that area on various topics. And uh, in an effort to be able to focus my attention in a particular area, uh, I just uh, I have chosen to um, do this on a full-time basis. And so about a year ago, um, I spun off the wealth management firm and sold that and then incorporated Prometheus Partners, and uh, we have been uh, coaching and advising uh, under, that, under that company since that point. Well, tell me, tell me something, Vince. Tell me what your perspective is. Uh, several years ago, let's say 10, 15 years ago, nobody ever heard of a field called elder law, and now it seems like there's elder law attorneys everywhere. Is that what we're, why we're seeing and hearing so much about exit planning because of the, the aging of the baby boomer generation that was really the entrepreneurial uh, generation? I think that's, that, that is probably a lot of it, that it, that is true. I mean, certainly there's uh, a huge baby boomer market that is moving into uh, some form of a retirement stage or they're wanting to transition out. Uh, and so I think a lot of people uh, may actually end up in, in this field. 
um, and, and trying to do it either part-time or on a full-time basis. And luckily there are those that have gone before us that have created organized processes and systems to really help business owners. What do you see as some of the biggest challenges that owners are facing today? Yeah, that's a great question, Bill. Um, I think some of the challenges are just the expectations of the time it is going to take them to prepare for a transition. I think business owners need to have a clear understanding that a transition doesn't necessarily mean the end all or that they, they have to sell their business, uh, but I think uh, if they plan far enough ahead uh, and they use an exit planning similar to a business plan and, and to piggyback those two, I think that they will be much better prepared. But from what I've seen so far, it's just really uh, making the commitment to doing the planning. So in, in a lot of cases, it's, it's the... Um it's the misperception that it's going to be easy. I'll do that when it's time to do that, and I don't need to do anything in advance. Is that is that a, a myth that you hear a lot? Yeah, it is, and sometimes I run across it that they might call me or uh, another business owner might uh, introduce us to one of their friends, and uh, he or she may just say, well, I'm looking at exiting out in the next 6 to 12 months. Uh, is there anything we can do to increase the value um, uh, dramatically between now and that point? And unfortunately, as we, as we all know, the average time frame to exit a business is at minimum three to five years. Uh, so certainly 6 to 12 months, just you know, it, it could happen, but the, the value of the business is probably not going to be able to really be increased all that much. That, <clears throat> along with the fact that they are probably going to be pigeonholed into the amount of tax liability that they might have to uh, sustain uh, once they actually transition out of the business. Very good. So there are myths about the value of a business that I've heard. I've talked to a lot of M&A guys on this show and a lot of business brokers. M&A is mergers and acquisitions guys, of course, but uh, a lot of business brokers mm -hmm. and investment bankers, and they say there's a real misconception amongst business owners as to what their business is worth uh, as a saleable entity. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, yeah. I speak to business owners about what is your real business attractiveness and what is your business readiness. And so uh, that is usually the conversation I would have. And, and I've spoken to um, brokers and M&A attorneys myself, and uh, the, the owner's misperception on what their business is worth is usually dramatically more than what the, what the reality is. So you talked about business attractiveness. Um, uh, what makes a business attractive to a buyer, and how can business owners best prepare their business so that it is attractive to a buyer? Yeah, another great question. I think I look at it from two ways, and, and, and one way that um, I have explained it to business owners is uh, a business attractiveness is similar to someone meeting their spouse or significant other in that Initially, uh, you are going to be physically attracted to that person and understand their, their humor and their, a little bit of their personality. On the business side, the attractiveness first comes from looking at a P&L statement and a balance statement. <clears throat> and once they kind of see, hey, this looks pretty good, I like the cash flows, it looks like they might have a, a strong EBITDA, 
uh, and it looks like they've got a good balance statement, then they want to go in and say, tell me a little bit about your culture. Tell me about your people. Tell me about your processes and your procedures. Um, and back to your comment, Bill, about the M&A world is uh, a study was done, I believe it was back in 2013 by the M&A market that said that almost 70% of all transactions that, were, that went through failed because of lack of culture alignment. Uh, and so if you don't have the right culture that's going to fit the next owner, then many times uh, the business or the transaction will fall apart for the, for the new owner, and that almost could uh, kill the deal even before it gets started. That's a great point. And just to recap what you said about first impressions, I think is so important it bears repeating. The first impressions include your financials, your culture, your people, and your processes. If those things uh, don't look in order, uh, business buyers could be basically uh, scared away uh, because they wonder what else is what else is not you know as it appears in this business. That's a great point. Um, now, so business owners uh, when they when they get into this mode and they say, okay, uh, I get it. I need to start planning. What's the starting point? How do they start to prepare for an exit? What do you do with them? I like to spend some time with them, and I go through uh, a, a number of different assessments to to really ask them uh, a number of questions of, uh, first and foremost, have you ever had a valuation done? Do you understand the various uh, valuations? When do you really want to exit? And I really like to focus on helping them understand why it's important to have a transition date so that there actually is a date in mind that they're going to shoot for. Um, I also like to talk to them about uh, their policies and procedures, how long have they been in business. Um, uh, you know, the obvious questions might be, are there any other shareholders, the type of entities they have, uh, have they done any comprehensive financial planning to determine how much of the equity out of the business that they need to sustain their lifestyle once they leave. And, and then one big question I ask is, what are you going to do once you're not here? So um, what is your significant value that you have for yourself, Mr. Business Owner and Mrs. Business Owner, once you don't have the business to come into every single day? I think I know the answer to this one, but why is that important, Vince? Is why is it important that an owner have some kind of a purpose mapped out for their life after they leave the business? Yeah, most business about seventy to eighty percent of all business owners, twelve months after they have uh, transitioned out, are unhappy. Uh, not necessarily so much with the price that they got for the business, but they didn't really know what they wanted to do, and now they're kind of stuck. Um, and and now they're just kind of lonely. So uh, it always goes back to what uh, to what my father told me when I was uh, significantly younger than I am today. Is he says, you know, Vincent, it doesn't matter whether you make thirty or three hundred or three million dollars a day. If you're not happy with what you're doing and you don't have a purpose in life, then it, it's it's really going to kind of be a lonely world out there. And I think that's the same application when you take a business owner 
that he or she may have been the, the sole heartbeat of that business and now they're gone and maybe the business is even suffering with it, but certainly the business owner is going to suffer as to what do I do next and, you know, does the spouse even want him at home? So that's always been a big challenge. So the old man was right. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. That's one yeah. for him. Okay. So let, let's talk that, about that, that financially side of things. Uh, if your life's prepared and you have purpose, what if? Uh, uh, how do you figure out if the business uh, is going to support you, the business sale or transfer is going to support you financially? And in your experience, are most owners in a position where they're they're financially going to be okay? Uh, not from what we have seen, no. Um, the majority of the business owners that we have seen are um, the business will represent at a bare minimum 70% of their net worth. Uh, and though they have a solid net worth, the business is not a liquid asset. Um, and I know in the investment world, even a house is somewhat sellable. You can sell a house relatively easy in most environments. But since um, 70 or 80% of all businesses that go up for sale never actually transaction into a sale, uh, it makes selling a business even more illiquid than your own primary residence. Uh, and they just don't have the cash investments, whether it be through 401k, cash in the bank, or even taxable investments that they've saved up to diversify themselves to say, hey, look, it, I could sustain my lifestyle on my investments. Uh, I still want to maximize the equity from my business, but I don't want to get into a, um, a position at the <clears throat> signing of the sale of my business and find out that they're going to offer me a million dollars less than what the original offer was for because they did some additional due diligence and found that the value was not as much as they wanted to offer. Yeah, that can that can be a, a tough time, especially, as you know, uh, business owners who go into a uh, sale transaction, there's, there's months and months of due diligence, and it's exhausting for most business owners. And then they, they're they're tired. They get to the end, and then then something like that comes up, and it's it's really exhausting for business owners. So tell us a, a success story, Vince. You've you've done enough of this to have a, a great success story. And I know I know we have talked a little bit about one. Tell us about that uh, commercial contractor that we were talking about. Yeah, so I have a uh, commercial contractor in uh, Michigan. Um, and two, there were two partners there, have been partners for, wow, well over 15 years. Uh, they hired me, oh, five or six years ago. Uh, and so we had reestablished the buy-sell agreement. We um, refunded it uh, for both uh, death, disability, and retirement. Um, and about a year and a half or so ago, the one partner just says, um, I've hit the wall and I can't do this anymore. Um, and so the other owner still wanted to keep going on. He's in his uh, early 50s. He is bringing on a lot of clients. And so we structured some buyouts over um, a 10-year period of time to purchase the stock. So we did a stock redemption. We were able to 
saved the business about $350,000 over that period of time in taxes as to how they paid the exiting partner out uh, with their shares. And we were actually able to save the uh, exiting owner about uh, $450,000 on the income he would receive uh, from the dollars that he had. So um, both parties now, are we have a, one owner in, uh, in the business now. We have just updated his uh, contingency agreement. Um, and so that's great. And uh, the owner, other owner uh, retired is, is happy and hunting almost every day and having a great time. So it was, it was just kind of a great, it was a great environment to be part of, had the, the CPA involved with it, had the um, attorney involved with it, and it was a great team effort, um, a tremendous amount of dialogue going back and forth, um, a lot of conversations about what's next and how do we handle this and uh, just various topics that would come up in customer relations. And it was a pretty smooth process once we got through all the details and the numbers of it. That's a great story, and it really illustrates the, the benefits of this type of planning. And it, again, as you said, it started off with their, tell me you know, the facts of the business, tell me about your goals, and let's go to work and create a strategy checklist that we can share with your other advisors. It sounds like you had a, a great outcome and huge financial savings in that uh, in most of these cases like this, the business is really supplying the cash flow to buy out the departing owner, and it really has to be protected from things like taxes, right? That is great. Yeah, yeah, that is that is perfect uh, question. And right, taxes erode so much of the wealth that business owners have. Um, as you're aware, Bill, most sales are done on an asset sale, so it it would be coming out at ordinary income. So in this case, because we had some cohesiveness within the two. Um, within the two owners, we were able to structure uh, the stock sale uh, and then keep the payments at a level that would not uh, push the um, exiting owner um, over the 15% effective tax rate uh, for his income, uh, and then also structure it with the payments uh, inside of some strategies that make part of the payments out to them tax deductible. So it worked out very, very well for both parties. That's fantastic. Love to hear that. So, Vince, uh, give our listeners a couple tips, ideas, or precautions along their way to their exit. Yeah, I think the the, the first and, and foremost that I always say is, you know, keep your keep your mind open as to what your options may be, and don't look at an exit plan as just the end of something. Look at it more as the beginning, because if you are fifty or sixty years old, um, and, and let's say you exit at age 60, you ha could have as many as 40 years plus that you would have for a mortality rate that you could still be alive, and you have to plan for what that period looks like. The, the fallbacks that I would say for the, the cautionary tale would be um, don't expect that it's going to be an easy process because exit planning is not an easy process, and a lot of times there's some tough decisions that have to be made. Uh, but if you have the right team in place uh, and the right people looking after your best interest, uh, it's going to make that process a lot smoother, and you can bite it off into chunks. And I think as you go through the process, you'll find that it, uh, it's going to run a lot smoother over a period of time. 
Well, you see, listeners, this is why we have people like Vince on the show. You, you said it so beautifully and so clearly, and, and, you know, I think there's probably business owners out there that might want to get in touch with the events and talk about how they can uh, start planning their exit. How do they best get in touch with you? Yeah, um, my phone number is uh, area code 616-622-3070, or you can email me at vincent at prometis, P-R-O-M-E-T-I-S, partners.com. And just for uh, for our listeners' sake, uh, Prometis is P-R-O-M-E-T-I-S, partners. So it's vincent at prometispartners.com. Or you can go to their website at prometispartners.com, check out uh, all the information there. I'm sure there's a ton of valuable information there, Vincent. You know, you, you really uh, did a great job. You nailed it. Uh, our, our listeners, thank you, and I thank you for coming on to the show, and I look forward to the next time we get to talk. Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 